Our podcast has been nominated for five spin awards. I would like to thank you for listening and also for your votes to the nominating committee at the spin awards. Thank you all so much for recognizing our moments of grace. And we pray that you have a day of grace. Thank you. Hey, when we started this podcast on January 5th, 2020, never thought that we would have the acclaim that we have and touch the lives that we have. It has been such a blessing and we could not have the achievements or couldn't even stay on the air without you. I want to thank you so much and ask you today to partner with us here on Moments of Grace. You can come in at any level. And when you do, I'll send you my latest book, Managing the Miracle. And I want to thank you in advance for being a partner of Moments of Grace. This is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler, and welcome to A Moment of Grace. You know, we, we have in this world that we live in today, there are challenges. We have challenges, anxiety, and things that are pressing on our hearts and our spirit. It seems like every time we turn on the news, we're getting either numbers about how many people have been diagnosed with the coronavirus, um, uneasiness on our, our streets. And so there's a lot of concern. There's a lot of concern that we have in our country. There's a lot of concern in the world right now, in the direction that we're going. For those of us that are people of faith, we not only pray, but we should be activating our faith by always having something positive, always having a, a spirit of, of uplifting others and not tearing each other down. Like I always say, you know, our narrative is being written. You're, you're either the devil or the angel in somebody's um, story. I would much rather be the angel, although Sometime you're going to be the devil, depend on relationship. On today, we have a, a young lady, Miss Kimberly Bell, and she is a licensed clinical social worker, a lead therapist, and also she has her own private practice. Um, very, very astute in uh, people being bullied, astute in um, counseling people. And we would just want to welcome her into Moments of Grace. Welcome into Moments of Grace, Kimberly. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Butler, for having me. It's truly an honor. I always say people don't have to want to hear you talk. So when they when you get invited, it's an honor. And I'm glad to be happy to be here. Hope I can be a help or a blessing to someone today. I'm sure you will. You know, we. Um, I, I thank you so much for your heart. Just just to put a little uh, a little place in context uh when we were uh on another platform we were trying to get you and then uh, my father passed and and we made some decisions at that time to, to uh to uh stop uh broadcasting and we started this platform and and you were so graciously uh said you would come and we appreciate you coming today Kimberly. no worries i am always glad to have uh you know um you go into this profession hopefully looking to be a blessing and looking to be of service. 
So whatever that, whatever that looks like, and that looks very different for different clinicians, of course. For me, um, part of mine is direct care and therapy and the frontline clinician work. I love being a therapist. Love, 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 love it. In recent years, I find myself being asked to talk about the various issues and aspects of mental illness, and they are vast. They are vast. So, I re- and I really, really welcome the opportunity to talk about it with people of faith. Um, I, I consider that a, one of my biggest honors because I feel like there's so many myths attached to mental illness that we really don't understand. I agree, and and one of the one of the owners, and again, as a as a um, counselor myself, one of the onuses that I find is we have such a stigma in certain communities, especially the community of faith, uh, about um, counseling. Um, Absolutely. Whether it's, whether it's mental health, whether it's um, uh, in our marriages, whether it's with our children, um, th- there's so much, a, a, so much of a, not so much pride, but uh, so much of a stigma that's there that uh, there's certain things that you don't talk about. But at the same time, especially for us as Christians, the word even tells us that confession is is is, is relief for the soul. Right. So, so we have to do that. Uh, as a as a as a therapist, uh, Kimberly, do you see any uh, rise? What are some of the rises? What are some of the issues that are going on right now that are you're being confronted with as, as you right right now um i was asked this question a couple weeks ago and what i see and what i see clinicians saying across the board is that there is a rise in the in the we're going through it we're experiencing a global uh, a global grieving a global sadness we're experiencing that globally across the world because all of us on some level have experienced some sense of loss either that a yes. job either that uh loved ones be that freedom even your freedoms have been cut so you are we are experiencing globally loss with that being said so you have an increased sense of depression you have increased um, anxiety anxiety is at an all-time high it was increasing before the pandemic hit we were seeing surges of anxiety people were now understanding that some of what they thought was anger or um acts of aggression was really increased anxiety manifesting itself in various ways well, the, and and at the same time, it, um, I can imagine. I know <clears throat> we had a quarantine period in the state that I live in. Um, did did you see the spike during the? Um, I guess during the overall quarantine, or has it leveled off any, or is it still right now? Uh, actually, the actually there's parallel. spikes in there's spikes still in anxiety and depression. There's also spikes in the increases of physical aggression, uh, in what they call intimate partner aggression, right. uh, domestic violence, there's spikes in that. And, you know, if you think about what's happening here again, we're now quarantined, we're now, or even if we're not quarantined, we're still restricted. Right. Our, act, our our level of freedom has still been restricted. Things we used to go to the gym, football games, mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. things are all gone. Mm-hmm. So you are in close quarters and close proximity with your partners. At the same time, when money is being cut, yes, and resources are being limited, so that's going to automatically increase the stress level. So we are seeing increased acts, like I said, of uh, intimate partner relationship violence type things. We're seeing an increase in domestic violence 
So absolutely. And here again, we can account for it. And this is not to excuse and or mitigate what's happening. Of course. And I say this to people, it's not an excuse, but it does help to explain it. Right. 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 And and and, and so as you as you're looking at the um, at the numbers and, and the increase of anxiety, um, and, and and I'm gonna ask you this as we as we move forward, Kim. Um, what are, let's say with the domestic violence piece, for somebody that's going through that, now with me, I'm gonna always tell you to call the law. That That's that's number one, or, or get out of there, or whatever. Maybe someone is not going through the physical abuse, but they still feel um, threatened. What What is your advice to that person? And we wanna give some solutions while we're talking here. Absolutely. One of the things, the first thing I would do is to, if you can safely make someone else aware of your situation, a lot of times what happens is people that have a history or a pattern of abuse like to isolate you and yes. they like to keep the door, what we call a very closed, restricted boundary. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about a closed, restricted boundary, I always give my students the example of, you know, there was always that one house where the kids didn't go outside to play, exactly. where, the, where the, the, the shades were always drawn. Mm. Um, that was a closed boundary. So in that instance, if you're in that situation and you see that violence is increasing or things are happening, you may not want to call the police because here's a problem that we have in the African-American community that us calling the police because somebody's acting out could mean somebody could die. True. Uh-huh. So we have so we have that, we, we have that other, that other worry that while yes, this is horrible, this is I want I need to get out, but I may not want to call the police because here again, our interactions and our encounters with, with law enforcement are very different. Exactly. Right. It's very so if you have a safe space, so find a safe space, be it your pastor, be it a, here again a counselor, a confidant, that lady at your church, let someone know that's what's going on. That's gonna be your first line of defense. As much as you can in the house, even in quarantine, if you can remove yourself, like, and that means like go to neutral corners. <laughs> Excuse me, go to neutral corners. So that means as much as you can, stay out of the way. Right, right. No. So one is find a safe space, make somebody aware of what's going on. Let somebody, let somebody hear again safely. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the thing about us being safe. We don't need, we can't put everybody in our business. Right. Oh, no, definitely. You have to find a safe space. Find Mm -hmm. a safe space. Um, Your safe space, and this is, the safe space is not going to be the lady that told you about Sheila's business. Exactly. She's not the the safe space. Right. Exactly. Um, Would you give give us a litany of, would you give us a litany of of what, uh, of, of just some suggestions and maybe someone that's listening and they're not in church they're not um they don't have that girlfriend like you said they may be isolated would you give us maybe a a a few um uh, places that you would consider a safe space even that person that's been isolated maybe where they can can go as a safe space you can always go to your local er you can always go to your local police department you can always go to your local fire department good idea very good those are all three those are all three safe spaces in terms of escaping domestic or partner intimate partner violence gotcha gotcha you can always even as a child you can go to the er you can go to the your local police department you can go to the local fire department 
there's also several, not several, but there's 800 lines that you can call and request a visit with what they call wellness checks. Right. You can request a wellness check and you can do that anonymously. Okay. Okay. That, that's good information. That is good information. And they can look that up online. Or, yes. Yeah, yes. Those are public. Yes. Right. Right. That, 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 is, that is very good information. Um, as, as we're also enclosed, um, Kim, we're, we're, um, we're, I'm perceiving you, you, I haven't seen a lot cause, cause we, we haven't, we haven't, we do a lot of counseling with adults. I haven't had a chance to, and I know you're an advocate, um, for, for young people, uh, that have been bullied. Um, ha- have you seen any rise in cyberbullying or, or microaggression um, online with children as you are counseling? Do you see any rise in that? And it, it, even if you don't, what would be some some signs to a parent? that Because right now, I have a 10-year-old in my house that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling you, you, you're talking about some aggression. I'm about ready to, to take that <laughs> tablet and, and put it in the tub or something. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> before she cleans her room up and everything else, she, she wants to get the tablet and she knows what she right. has to do every day. Right. So, so what are some signs that a parent needs to look out for if they... Absolutely. You can, one of the first things um, that children display when they're being bullied or they're being a target of bullying, you're going to see a change in behavior. So if you see, like with other things, if you see acting out that is not indicative of your child or your child starts withdrawing and becomes very reclusive and that's not their nature either. So you're going to see acts in the opposite of what their behavior is. So you have a child that's pretty much mild-mannered and calm and just your good child, and all of a sudden they're acting out and they're talking back and they're throwing things and their grades are slipping. You're going to want to do some investigation. Okay. Something's going on. If you have a child that is otherwise outgoing and bubbly and loves to talk and full of chatter, and all of a sudden they're shutting down, you're going to want to do some investigation. If your child some if uh, suddenly just begins to change everything about themselves, mm-hmm. you know, so if your child is being bullied and they're being called the fat kid, I was called the fat kid, you know, but it didn't make me stop eating though. So I don't know, I guess it didn't work. Um, <laughs> it did have an effect on me. But if you're being called the fat kid, your kid does not want to eat at all anymore. They just stop eating to the point that they're, you know, almost, almost starving themselves. And they're telling you nothing's wrong. I'm just dieting. Right. You're gonna want to do some invest- right. you're gonna do some investigation with that. Right. Um, you know, if your kid all of a sudden, you know, now they didn't they, they don't know gangs from one from the other, but all of a sudden they're throwing up gang signs. Yes. And, yes. and this is not indicative of their behavior. You mm. know, this is not this is not who they are. You're gonna want to do some investigation. I tell parents all the time, if your child cannot afford to pay the internet bill or buy a tablet, they should have a private account. Thank you. You you control that. I, you control that. I, get, I agree with that. You. That means you have twenty four hour access. That's when, right. With the onslaught of social media, my kids were small, were younger. They're adults now. But they were younger. They weren't allowed to have a Facebook or Instagram or anything that I couldn't have access to. Exactly. Exactly. So you still so the other so the other thing that I would say in terms of monitoring behavior and very stark stark differences and contrast in behavior when you see those things for sure do some investigation but also not being afraid to parent and not being too tired to parent 
or Amen. not being too overwhelmed to parent. Amen. We still have to parent. That's right. So that, that being said, you have to sit down with your children and do check-ins with your children. Um, I have a friend who was a doctor who was very, she's a, she's a psychiatrist, and she noticed that her child was acting really differently. I mean, just very differently. And with some investigation, the child kept saying she was fine. And she asked her point blank, are you being bullied? And she said, no, I'm not. Well, with some investigation, she found out, no, yes, she was being bullied. Mm-hmm. Here again, but that was a parent who was aware of her child's behavior, right. exactly. who, was aware that, who was aware that things had changed, um, and did some investigation and was able to determine that the things were, she was, in, she was indeed being bullied. Because this is the other part, bullying brings about within a certain level of shame, Exactly. So the child may not be apt or, and especially this is not an indictment of parents, but if you have not been that parent that has been forthcoming and open and easy to talk to, <coughs> excuse me, your child may not be just really, really willing to tell right. you about it. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so you have the, the other part, to, the other part to conquering bullying is to create a safe space in your home where your children are indeed comfortable to talk to you agree 100% 100% my sister but we, we're going to take a, a, a short break uh, Kim and but when we come back because we know that um, with all that's going on in the world there's a lot of grieving going on um, about in our homes and you've mentioned that before but also for those people who have loved ones that may have contracted the virus may have lost a loved one we want to come back and, and share some um, uh, some skills to maybe help them um, get through some of the grieving period. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so we're, we're going to take a small break. This is uh, Dr. Adrian Butler. We're talking with Kimberly Bell. She's a licensed clinical social worker, and she has her own private practice. And she's also a lead therapist. And as you can hear, she has a passion for mental health and helping people as well. And when we come back, we're going to. Uh, continue to dig in a little bit more and prayerfully you're hearing something that will help you as you're going through because these are arduous times these are times we've never seen before Um, these are I feel the latter days Um, so we need to to arm ourselves mentally uh, spiritually and physically for what's ahead and even for for this moment so we'll be right back this is moments of grace and this is your host Dr. Adrian Butler we'll be right back. There is an estimated half a million men, women, and children that are homeless in our country in this great nation each night. Statistics show the number one reason for homelessness is affordable housing. Dr. Butler and his family have started the Grace Project. It is a plan to build clean, affordable homes that will help get these families off of the street. They would love for you to partner with them by donating to this show, where 100% of the proceeds will go to the Grace Project. When you partner with the Grace Project in any dollar amount, you will receive Dr. Butler's latest book, to give, please go to momentspod.com or anchor.fm forward slash moments of grace and hit support. 
Thank you in advance from The Grace Project. Hello, my name is Adriana. I am nine years old. Did you know that there are half a million amazing kids in foster care? I wrote a book called The Crystal Kingdom to bring awareness to amazing families like mine. When you purchase my book on eBay, a portion of the proceeds will go to foster to a foster care organization to help these amazing families. Think in advance, like my dad always says, keep the light on. And we're back. You, you know, this, 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 this day and time that we live in is really, really challenging. And, and today uh, we have Kimberly Bell with us, who is a licensed clinical social worker and also has a private practice. And she's a lead therapist as well. Um, so Kim, before we, we went to break, and, and, and I want to say this, I, I, you know, um, I believe in, you know, the Kevin Bacon effect. I don't, I don't know if a lot of my <laughs> listeners and you, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I, I think that this COVID-19, there's a Kevin Bacon effect that no matter who you are, um, there, there's someone either that has it or someone that, uh, has passed from it that you, um, you know about. Absolutely. And, and, and in, in the green room, you, you brought up a very good point. At the same time, there are still people that need surgery. There are still people that need, uh-huh. uh, that's still um, passing from heart attacks. And, and, and in fact, I just had a, just went to a funeral of a, um, my a gentleman who married my wife and myself. He had a heart attack. It had nothing to do with COVID-19, but, um, you know, we had to have his funeral outside and his wife is distraught and and some of the normal um channels of of grieving and grace um can't be afforded because of everything that's going on social distancing so you normally people would at a funeral hug you and all of that and and now we got social distancing and and uh telling you not to touch people and all of that so uh, what are some of your solutions or, or can you speak to um, the issue of grieving in, in this time, day and time. Absolutely. Like I said earlier, when we were talking, you know, in the green room, we're going through a global grieving. And this is the thing that people have to understand. None of us have been through this before. None of us. No one living now can say, well, you know, yeah, during the last pandemic, right. no one has that experience. Right. So this is very new. So with that being said, none of us have muscle memory for this. Yeah. None of us. So whatever you are experiencing is going to be completely new, completely foreign, and your body, your ego, your psyche, everything is going to have to make adjustments because none of us have muscle memory for this. Okay? That being said, and I say that to say, give yourself some grace. Mm. Give yourself and the people around you grace to say, hey, none of us have been through this before. So, you know, I even have grace for the people that are out here raging because that's just fear. Mm-hmm. That's all that. That's right. just fear. Now, are they acting inappropriately? Absolutely they are. 
but they are no less afraid. Um, but that's how they have, it's a you know very rudimentary, very basic level in terms of expression, but that's how they express that. So with that being said, with us going through this global grieving, let your first defense be grace for yourself. To say that I'm going to honor my feelings, whatever they are, be that fear, be that confusion, be that increased anxiety. I'm first going to acknowledge them and own them and know that they are present. Okay. Because we, we we heighten anxiety by telling ourselves, I'm okay. Mm, exactly. exactly. I'm okay. Right. I'm a, you all right? I'm straight. I'm straight. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I got it. I got it. No, I got it. I got it. No, you don't. And it's okay. That's right. That's it's okay. Right. So as we experience, like I said, we, we experience loss on every level. Some of us more than others. Some of us have lost jobs. We've lost yes. large amounts of income. Mm-hmm. We've lost, if nothing else, we've lost freedoms. You know, some of us, and then at the highest of those list of loss, we've lost people. What people don't understand that any loss requires you to go through a grieving process. Mm-hmm. Any loss, mm-hmm. any loss any loss i cannot repeat that enough which means you're going to go through those five stages of denial and bargaining and depression and anger and acceptance and you may not go through those sequentially but you're going to go through some form of those at some point during this process what i would say is was is helpful is to seek good information and there's a ton of information on the web. There's a ton of information on social media. And when I say everybody and their mama got some advice for you, mm-hmm. the key, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> the key word there was good. Good, right, right, right. Solid, valid information that is factual. Because here's the thing: you can talk to you can talk to Johnny, and Johnny said, "Well, I did this." And then you try that and it doesn't work for you. Right. And then you're left questioning and going, well, what happened? It worked mm-hmm. for Johnny. That's because Johnny's experience was totally different than yours. Exactly. Exactly. Totally different than yours. Exactly. So you, so we have to go back to factual information and factual things. Mm-hmm. So when I say get good factual information that will help you want understand what you're going through. And so, so the keys are, the first one is grace. Give yourself grace to go through what you're going through, understanding you've never gone through this before. Okay, so you're going to give yourself and everybody else grace. That's going to help you. I promise you to stay calm. When you realize and you look at people acting just a complete idiot, you're going to go, you know what? They just they, they, they are just as scared as I am. That's right. That's right. And so that helps you to give people grace. <laughs> it does. It helps you give yourself grace. So then after grace, you acknowledge your feeling, whatever that is. Fear, anxiety, depression, sadness. You go, yes, this is where I am. This is what I have right now. I feel this. I feel this depression. I feel this sadness. You can't, you can't address what you don't allow yourself to acknowledge. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay. So then you're going to acknowledge. You got grace. And you're going to acknowledge and then you're going to try to identify where you are in this process if you're sad or if you're in if you're in denial if you're not believing this if you and here's the thing and no one can tell you how to go through this process but you that's right that's but right. you that's but right. you so because what's working for me may not be working for you and what's working for you may not work for somebody else so you get to identify your healthy mm-hmm. keyword your healthiest way 
of managing, not coping. There you go. Coping means it's winning. Exactly. You don't want to cope with stuff. You want to manage it. There you go. The healthiest way to manage this situation. Does that mean I sit daily and I meditate 10 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day? I check in with myself two or three times a day. Where am I? How am I? I honestly check in with myself and go, where am I? How am I? Then I seek here again good information. Wise, the Bible calls it wise counsel. Yes. You seek wise counsel. And then so that that does what wise counsel does is gives you good information and then to it keeps from going through this by yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those are really good keys to helping you get through the grief of this because there is a lot. There is a lot, an exorbitant amount of loss right now. You're, you're right. And, and it's it, it is and it's magnified. It's, it's, it's magnified. Mag, it's magnified. You know, you absolutely you have those people who have maybe have lost a loved one, then turn around, you've lost your job. Uh, and if you're in in the stock market, I, I, you know, I'm also a, a financial legacy coach. I talk with people who um, have lost a, a significant amount in you know in in their in their safe money, right? And right. what they consider to be you know um, their 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 capital when they retired. Right. And so you've lost that. And, and right now, if you've lost your house, you've lost all of this. And especially, uh, ladies, listen to me, especially for some of our females um, who may or may not work and, and you've lost your husband through this. Um, there's there's that's there's an added extra there because now you have the kids at home. You have lost in your and, and again, we just buried a good friend of mine, like I said, um, took care of everything for her, uh, was just, just really, really, uh, blessed her. Um, and, and now he's not there, you know, right. not there to, to kind of take care of the things that he was taking care of. So now in a pandemic, how do you maneuver? How do you maneuver? Right. He paid all right. the bills. He, you understand now I got the loss of his income, all of this right. stuff. It, it's, right. it's, it's, it's major. So right. even if, it wasn't wasn't directly a loss through COVID nineteen. It's indirectly a loss. And it's like you said, it's a heightened loss because if losing someone now makes things more difficult. Because like you said, we can't have funerals the normal way. We're not grieving. We're not allowed to go to funerals the way that we are used to going to them. People mm-hmm. aren't allowed to even receive consolation because, like you right. said, you can't you can't hug anymore. Exactly. So, so then, so then you miss that. That's what I'm saying. So we are experiencing global loss. I am a hugger. I I'm, miss I am too. hugging people. <laughs> I, am I too. had to sit the other day and I was like, what is the deal? Um, and my clients are used to me hugging them. And they, mm-hmm. they, tell, they tell people, Miss Kim gives the best hugs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I miss being able to do that. I do. So I'm not even able to offer that level of consolation for, for, for my clients that that. And I'm, that I can do that with. So yes, so even loss that is not a direct result of COVID is still even on some levels a heightened loss because you still, and here again, people aren't really rarely rushing to your aid as they normally would exactly. because they're trying to manage their own stuff during this time. Exactly, and there, there's, so, a, there's another level of, of, of fear, you know. There's another level of fear exactly. there, absolutely. So then you have to deal with the feelings that may come of abandonment, of feeling mm. like, well, God, you know, they, doggone, where's everybody? Well, 
that, here again, another layer of loss. You see what I'm saying? So if we have to allow ourselves, what we cannot do in this situation is abandon ourselves. And that's what tends to happen in these situations. We abandon ourselves and you do that by saying, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. When yourself is going, no, we're not. Right, right. And you're going, yes, we are. And yourself is going, no, we're not. <laughs> you know, and that becomes another layer of, of abandonment. It really does because it sends a clear message to you that you aren't even there for you. Right. Well, I, lo- I love what you said. Uh, you know, all three of your, your keys, you know, uh, uh, having grace, acknowledging, and, and identifying. But I, I want what you said really, really stuck out to me out of everything that you said was checking in with yourself several times a day. Yes. That is, that is really, really important. And that's one that I'm going to take away even even myself. We can mm-hmm. always say you if, if you're a person that cannot learn on a daily basis, then, you, you know, you, you're, you're debilitating yourself. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. that's one even for me because I have some other health issues going on um, that, that I need to check in with, with myself, even myself every single day. And listen to me very closely, Absolutely. my dear hearts, the ones that, that, that are listening to us. As as Christians, we know we're going to pray and we, we have faith. But but keep in mind, and I'm going to say to you what I tell folk about the devil. When I have people that are agnostic or atheists tell me about the devil, oh, I don't believe in the devil. I say, well, you don't have to believe in the devil. The devil believes in you, and that's enough. Um, same thing with, with COVID-19. Same thing with what we're going through. You, you don't have to believe it. It believes in you. You have to do those things that are gonna be healthy. You have to do those things that are gonna be keep you safe. It's kind of like hell. People say, uh, I, don't, I don't know if there's a hell. And I always tell them, what's wrong with you making sure? <laughs> you know, I, I know you trust the Lord, but there's nothing wrong with you making sure. Wear the mask, social distance, wash your hands. And as Kim is sharing today, you know, check in with yourself, get good information and manage your situation. With that said, Kim, thank you so much for coming on Moments of Grace, sharing your heart. I love, love, love seeing you on Facebook. You you have such a, 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 a beautiful smile and your twin, your daughter. Just like <laughs> you. Thank you so much. Thank look, you so much. Look just like you. I said, Lord, yes, she does. got I told my wife one day, I said, baby, look at this picture. And and she and my wife, and no, this is not I hope your daughter didn't get upset. So my wife oh, looked at the picture and she said, Oh, those are beautiful sisters. I said, No, this is the mother and that's the sister. She said, What? I said, Yes. I said, she, I said, they, I, I said, uh, 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 the Lord really has blessed her and, and has blessed her daughter. And, um, you know, she has just such a, uh, it just, it just leaps off of, off of the, the page, uh, the personality. So, so we thank God for you. And thank, thank God for what you're doing. We really and truly do. And we speak the greatest blessings on you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Now, it's, a God thing. it's a I, God thing. I know you're in private practice. Do you want to share how people can get in contact with you? Let me give you my office number. My okay. office number, people can reach me by calling my office or they can, you know, reach me. I reach out to me on Facebook, <laughs> on social media platforms. But my office number is 501-523-0038. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. And and do you do 
right now? You're doing online. Um, I do. Counseling. I have Zoom. I have Zoom sessions as well. <coughs> I have Zoom sessions and I have sessions that are in person because my office is socially distanced and we take all the precautions. So we're six. We're more than six feet apart in my office. Um, okay. So, but I but I do. I have several sessions and several clients that I'm seeing via Zoom at this time. Gotcha. Well, mm-hmm. just letting you know, this is not a local localized show. We thank God. I just got the note uh, a few days ago. And we have, uh, we're right now in, in 12 different countries and 36 different states. So uh, we are we are global. So if, if you're awesome. listening, and I was so surprised to share with you, I shared with another guest. It just really blew me away that here it is, this, this, this guy from New York, all that I went through. My second largest listenership outside of the U.S. is in Ireland. Wow, <laughs> so, Ireland, the Emerald Isle, right? So, so I'm just so amazed. So, to to yeah. all the listeners in Ireland and Australia and Barbados and everywhere, we just thank you all so much. And and if you need to get in contact with uh, with Kimberly, please do so. Um, you, you can't go wrong. Don't don't allow yourself to suffer in silence. Amen. That's the truth. Amen. Yes. Do not. Thank you so much, Kim, for being with us, and, and we, we we're gonna we're gonna tap back in with you uh, some other time. Will you come back and be on the show in the future? Absolutely, I would be honored. I would be honored. Thank you so much for having me today. It's been my pleasure. Wonderful, wonderful. That is uh, Kimberly Bell, and she, as we said, she is a licensed clinical social worker, and she has her own private practice. And she gave us some some good points to to look at. She gave us some good things. I really really liked that. And I wanna I want to um, revisit that again. Checking in with yourself several times a day. You need to do that. You you need to tell and and make a um, an analysis an assessment of yourself and make an honest assessment. The days that you don't feel okay, I'm I'm just not okay today. And ask yourself why and identify why. You know, I have many, many days that, that I go through that I'm, I, I'm very optimistic, but there are those days I get up and I just say, I don't really feel like getting out of bed today. And those are the days I need to identify why. You know, oh, well, I would love to hear my dad's voice, but you know, I have a substitute. I have children. I can talk with them. I have my wife. And so that helps me to get out of that place where I started at. Because again, like I always say, it's not where you begin, it's where you end. And we wanna make sure that you are well, we wanna make sure that you understand that you are blessed. Me and my family are gonna continue to be praying for you as we move forward. Uh, Also, we want to share with you, if you will, uh, keep us in prayer. We, you know, we have been tasked to build homes for the homeless and that's our grace um, excuse me, the Grace Project Homes is, is what we're doing. And so you all keep us in prayer. And if you have um, a construction company or you have something in the States that deals with anything with a home, um, materials or anything like that, please send us your information. And you can send us your information at our, um, you actually can register at momentspod.com and you'll see where it says uh, Grace Project Homes. Register there and we'll get with you because God has tasked us to build these homes all over the country. We uh, want to get veterans and home and, and, and families off of the street. Keeping their uh, rent beneath 400 and 600 a month is important. 
And after 10 years, we want to turn that property over to them uh, and teach them some financial literacy. So if you will, keep us in prayer. We're going to be reaching out to you because we're going to need donations and things of that nature. And we need your help. We are going to need your help. It's not just me and my family doing this. This is a worldwide effort. Um, so please, if you will, keep us in mind as you in your prayer time. And also, if you have any connections in those areas we just mentioned. Well, our time is up. And as we always say, we hope you continue to be well, treat your families well. If you're going through any of the issues that Kim talked about earlier, uh, know you're not alone. Seek those safe places, those safe places where you can seek help. Again, love God, love life. Keep the light on. We'll see you next time on Moments of Grace. Have you ever wanted to learn how to trade in the stock market, maybe for an exchange or even how to buy investment property? Check out this company that is teaching beginners how to become winners in the markets. It is TradeAcademyPro.com. Again, TradeAcademyPro.com.